Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues, and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. It's unprecedented. A mob rushes the U.S. Capitol. Both houses of Congress suspend the official declaration of the winner of the presidential election. Instead, they flee to safety. Inside the Capitol was Democratic Representative Sherry Bustos, now starting her fifth term, and we talked with her about what she saw, but start with what should happen next. We're hearing that there is going to be articles of impeachment that could be in- introduced as soon as Monday. Is this something that you're supporting? Well, I, I think we clearly see that we have a leader who is incapable of leading. And uh, if he doesn't make a decision to step aside, um, let Vice President Pence run our country for these next uh, this next week or so before President-elect Biden is sworn in on Inauguration Day. Um, I think he uh, either needs to resign. The 25th Amendment is, is up to Vice President Pence and, and the, the Trump cabinet. Uh, but he is a menace uh, to our nation. And um, that came out loudly and clearly on Wednesday. I was on the House floor when this angry, vicious, dangerous armed mob was right outside the house floor where I was literally a few seats away from that door that goes down the center aisle where the president typically would walk through uh, when he delivers the State of the Union. This is a mob that was egged on and was, um, was told by the president of the United States to go walk over to the Capitol. And um, I, I, the, the, the man who has access to the nuclear codes who now can't even have access to his own Facebook account because he's been so menacing to our nation, um, I, I, I think there's real concern about this. The last time that we are in this type of a crisis involving the White House, of course, would be Richard Nixon and the end of Watergate. And at that time, as you know from history, is that Republicans pretty much you know, Barry Goldwater, some of the most staunchest of the supporters of Richard Nixon, said, now is the time for you to go, Mr. President. You're not necessarily hearing that from the Republicans, or are you? Well, you had mentioned Adam Kinzinger at the, at the start of this. Um, Adam is standing virtually alone and calling for invoking the 25th Amendment, uh, which would, by the way, you know, again, it, it's up to Vice President Pence to invoke that, needs the support of the cabinet to be supportive, uh, but that would... Uh, be the first time in the history of our nation that that would be invoked and it would lead to the removal of, uh, of President Trump from office and Vice President Trump becoming uh, president just for the, the rest of this term, which is at this point only a few days away. Um, and I think it's sad that there's, there's not more who um, are supportive of doing something 
but you don't hear speaking out on the 25th Amendment. You don't hear um, uh, much about asking for a resignation. Um, and, you know, we are at a point in our history right now that this day will, will be written about for, for generations. This is, a, this is now not just a footnote in history. This is a full chapter. These are full books in history now of what happened just this week. And, um, you know, I, I flew home yesterday after, after living through the most horrible day of my life and, um, and those of other members of Congress and, uh, and senators who were there in the Capitol when this happened, um, where there were the, the angry mob that stormed the U.S. Capitol, this temple of democracy, who then on the, the flight from Washington, D.C. back to Illinois, um, in the middle of who knows what state we were over, um, thousands of feet up in the air, started a mini rally right on, a, on an airplane, telling people to um, take off their masks, telling people to uh, storm their own, uh, the, the county GOP party when they got home, that the, that the work still continued, um, disparaging a, an Asian woman who was sitting in the next row over. I mean, it was... By the time we landed, we couldn't deplane. We couldn't get off the plane until a police officer had to come on and escort off um, one of these mob members. And um, and then after the, uh, the the folks got off the plane and they they all congregated at, at the terminal, uh, more police officers had to be called in. I mean, this is what we're dealing with. These are people who call themselves patriots. Um, who think that they are saving our democracy, uh, but they believe these lies. They believe that this was an unfair uh, election, that by all legitimate accounts, um, all of that has been um, you know, refuted. All of it has been refuted. So I, I, I mean, this is what we're dealing with right now. I bring up Watergate and Richard Nixon and the Republicans talking to Richard Nixon only by the fact that if the Democrats go this alone in the coming week, doesn't that just further create a schism between the Democrats and the Republicans, or even the Democrats, the Republicans, and, and Trump supporters? I, I, I'll speak for myself. Um, you know, we got to do the right thing. We have to do the right thing. Um, and um, look, there, there's there's nothing um, I think is 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 uh, above doing the right thing. If if you don't win your reelection, so be it. So be it. But do the right thing. And then we have people like Senator Josh Hawley, Senator Ted Cruz, who are disgraceful. You know, they think as that they can step forward and take away votes from voters in Arizona, take away votes from voters in Pennsylvania. They, they, they knew what they were talking about was a lie. They know that. They're, they're smart guys. They're you know, they're Ivy League guys who just are more concerned about their political ambition than they are about the democracy of this great nation. And frankly, I have little use for um, anybody who wants to put their ambitions and their political party um, before the, the sanctity of our democracy. And, and I've seen way too much of it. And um, I, I, we have to unite this nation. We have to work together. I'm looking to work with reasonable Republicans and reasonable Democrats to get the nation's work done. And over these next two years, this fifth term 
that I'm in, um, that, is, that is what I'm looking to do. When we were watching the video of the people outside the Capitol scaling part of the building and also being on top of some scaffolding that's there, you, you think that that is where the inauguration is going to be held. Do you think that it will be a safe inauguration? I mean, do you have concerns about the inauguration ceremonies at that location where we saw this mob rule on Wednesday? Well, um, look, we've already seen the resignations of, of the uh, person who leads the Capitol Police, um, uh, others who uh, showed poor leadership. Uh, Jim, I, I want to note, in light of this question right now, that the, the rank-and-file Capitol Police officers who were on the House floor saved my life. They saved the life of other members of Congress who were on the floor, who were in the gallery, um, who were saved from this angry, vicious, deranged mob. And so I think it's very, very important uh, to note that we had heroes that day in, in the Capitol Police and the police officers who came um, and, and helped save the Capitol building um, and the members of Congress who were there that day. And um, I believe that it was a failure of leadership that we saw that day of those leading the Capitol Police officers, uh, the Capitol Police Force and the other um, police forces that were, were called in. It was a failure of leadership. And um, so I, I believe in, on August 20th, when it's uh, inauguration, um, it, the, the, the police are going to do the best they can to, to keep everybody safe um, under new leadership. And, uh, you know, I hope and pray that it will be a momentous day that will be flawless in, in every sense of the word and, and will be safe in every sense of the word. You showed a picture on social media of the uh, protective gear that you were told to wear. Uh, basically, it looked like a plastic bag to a person who doesn't really know what it was really meant for. Is that when it really got real to you? Well, I think it got real to me when um, uh, a colleague of mine who was sitting right next to me handed me his phone and, and um, showed me uh, this, this group of people that was storming up the steps of the Capitol building. And I said, when did this happen? And he said, this is live television uh, that he was watching on his phone. And um, it was not too long, probably within minutes of him showing me that, that you could start hearing a commotion outside the House floor. And um, then I saw Speaker, Speaker Pelosi taken off the House floor. She was up on the dais overseeing the proceedings. She was taken off. Um, probably within a minute of that, our majority leader, Stanley Hoyer, and then our majority whip, Jim Clyburn, were taken off their, you know, the three top highest ranking members of the U.S. House of Representatives. Um, probably within a minute or so, a couple minutes of that, someone from Capitol Police got on the microphone and told all of us to be prepared to get on the floor. Um, and then probably a minute or two or three later, uh, told us to um, reach under our seats and grab our gas masks that were, you know, all packaged up and be ready to put those on. And I, but, but in, in all the while that's going on, you're hearing this get louder and louder. And, um, you know, you saw the image of the uh, police officers with their guns drawn and, uh, you know, they barricaded our door. Um, again, this is the door where the President of the United States would walk through on the State of the Union. That door, if you can picture that, right, you know, going up the center aisle. Um, 
you know, that's where this mob was coming in. Um, on top, again, where the gallery is, the mob had surrounded those doors and were pounding on those doors. And, um, you know, I, so, so when you ask if there was a moment when it got real, um, you know, all that's everything that was going on. Um, I, where my mind went was to just try to figure out, you know, two steps ahead and what, not only what I was going to do, but I had an older member of Congress behind me, an older member of Congress to my right, both women, um, who I wanted to make sure, you know, could get out um, with all of us and could stay, you know, up with with all of us. And, you know, there's a, a guy named Colin Allred, who's a uh, just finished his freshman term in Congress, just sworn in a few days earlier to, to go into a second term, who was right in front of me, one row in front of me. And um, he was a former NFL player <laughs> from the state of Texas. And I said, Colin, I want to stick by you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, before you know it, Colin uh, has his has a suit jacket off and, and he was ready to do what he had to do to be protective. And, you know, we, we, we had, it wasn't just the Capitol police inside the house chambers who were the heroes. You know, Colin was looking out for us. We had combat veterans among our, um, our members of, of Congress and they were, they were great. They knew how to talk us through putting a gas mask on, how you breathe in a gas mask. You know, I've never, I've never had a gas mask on in my life. I didn't know what to do and didn't even know how to get it out of the packaging. But you had our colleagues, you know, especially these combat veterans, Ruben Gallego from the state of Arizona, Jason Crow from the state of Colorado, who worked, who protected us and, and did what they could to keep us calm and um, made sure that we, we got out of there safely. So, you know, the Capitol Police and, and these members who, um, you know, knew what to do in a terrible situation. They, they, were, they were the heroes of the day. Well, I want to thank you for taking time to talk to us. I do have one more question on a totally unrelated topic, and that has to do with Illinois politics. And I know that you have a very close relationship with Michael Madigan. There is a great deal of talk about uh, that it's his time to step down from the leadership role in the uh, Illinois legislature. Uh, what do you say in that area of critics who say that perhaps his time has come and gone? Well, I would say, first of all, I serve in Congress. I don't serve in the, the state house. Um, so, you know, Michael Madigan is, is not uh, somebody I, I work with day to day. I, I mean, your characterization that I'm close to him, I'm, you know, I'm a member of Congress. I'm not a, a member of the state legislature. So that will play out. It's a matter of days before they have their leadership election. And, and uh, those members of the uh, Illinois state house will make those decisions. Um, but I do want to go back to one other point that I think is very, very important about what happened this, this past week, um, and that's this. Um, despite the fact that we had this, uh, this angry mob, that, that, uh, uh, this treasonous mob, I will call them, they wanted to take over government. They wanted to, to do harm uh, to members of Congress. In the end, democracy prevailed, and it's, it's, it's worth noting that Despite the fact that you know we had to go to the safe and secure location, had to stay there for for hours, um, uh, munching on goldfish crackers and skittles because because <laughs> we had no other food. But in the end, we went back to the House floor. The senators went back to the Senate floor, and we got the nation's work done. We certified the electoral college vote. We um, uh, can say that in the end, democracy prevailed. And as we go forward and look forward to this inauguration, it is really important to note 
that that democracy will prevail. And I think that is really the lesson of the day. Representative Sherry Bustos, Democrat from Illinois. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.